Hey, this is Double J, Jeff Jarrett, WWE Hall of Famer, and you're listening to the My One Two Three Cents Podcast. It's my personality to be jittery. It's part of my charm. Wrestling fans, are you ready? It's time for my one, two, three cents of the podcast on the Jittery Monkey Podcasting Network. Give me the hell yeah! Now, here's your host. The man is also a very long, dear, personal friend of mine. Does the guy have a name? Yes, he has a name. Kevin Huntsberger. Woo! If you've dreamed of becoming a professional wrestler, it's time to make that dream a reality. The Stride Pro Wrestling Training Academy is now enrolling new students. Classes meet on Tuesdays and Thursday nights from 6 to 8 p.m. Be sure to check out the Stride Pro Wrestling Facebook page at facebook.com slash stridepro-wrestling and get enrolled now. Friends, welcome to episode 413 of the My 123 Cents podcast. That means, of course, we are just seven weeks away from episode 420 and again, I'm going to say it every week until it happens or until episode 420 drops and I don't have RVD. But uh, I am still striving to get Rob Van Dam on episode 420 of the podcast. So let's cross our fingers and uh, and hope and, and see that that, that happens. But, uh, you know, I have no updates this week. There was no really reactions or anything from last week's post about it. I, I, I do a video every week on my TikTok and then I send that through Twitter as well, uh, and always tag RVD in it. Some weeks he likes the video. Uh, Katie Forbes has liked the videos in the past, uh, but this past week I didn't get any reaction. So uh, I'm 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 not overly optimistic, but you know what? I'm going to keep forging ahead, and uh, we'll see what happens. What happens happens, right? Uh, got a great show this week, I think. Um, it is uh, Ask My One Two Three Cents. It has been. Uh, kind of a weird week for me. I was off half of the week from work. Went back to work on Thursday. Uh, Thursday and Friday, pretty busy getting caught up on things. I, I am uh, a marketing director at a community college here in southern Illinois. So we're really gearing up and, and getting ready to launch fall enrollment. So if you are looking uh, in the southern Illinois, western Kentucky, southeast Missouri area on furthering your education, and it doesn't have to be you know, a high school graduate going off to college, you can be anyone uh, looking for a career change or new opportunity. Uh, consider Shawnee Community College. That's my uh, quick pitch for the day. ShawneeCC.edu registration actually starts for our spring semester as the show drops on Monday, October 17th. So if you are looking for uh, a change in your life, uh, you know what? We have truck driving and highway construction, uh, electricity, nursing, agriculture, social work. There are uh, many programs, cosmetology, that you can go through. Some of them, you know, the truck driving program, for example, is seven weeks, and you could be career ready and on the road. Um, others are a year or less, and there are some certificates and, and degrees that are two years. You can use that as a launching pad and go off to university and, and get a four-year degree as well. But uh, again, 
Shawnee Community College, cheap plug of the day. It is my uh, place of employment right now, and I love working there and the environment that I'm in, so uh, I did want to give them a quick shout-out. But anyway, uh, back to... Uh, it kind of made the last-minute decision to do and ask my one, two, three cents, which some weeks I get uh, when I do this, I get, uh, you know, two or three questions, four questions. I think this might be the record. Uh, we had eight questions, and I appreciate each and every one of you who submitted, and they're all, like, legit questions. You know, sometimes it's a, uh, uh, you know, Hunter Woodworth who actually submitted a question. Sometimes he has a smart-ass question. Sometimes Chad does. Chad actually asked me a question, too, so technically nine, but I'm going to save that one for an episode that we can record together uh, and talk about uh, WrestleMania when we get closer to WrestleMania season, which, by the way, heading back to WrestleMania in 2023, so looking forward to that. But we'll, we'll get to all that as, uh, as time goes by and, and we get closer to it. Uh, but anyway, I ended up working... Uh, a big chunk of Saturday and then had to do some stuff as well on Sunday. Um, we were part of a big event, the college was, uh, in Marion, Illinois, here in the Southern Illinois area called SI Made, Southern Illinois Made Expo. Uh, and I was out there for that uh, almost all day Saturday and then again just part of the day on Sunday, but then other commitments popping up and I, I, I wasn't sure if I was going to be able to secure a guest and give a, a, a good time to, to, to record. So that being said, that's why I've decided to do and ask my one, two, three cents and not a wrestling under the influence because I have been doing Halloween under the influence over on my TikTok. Be sure to check out uh, the TikTok channel. It's a lot of wrestle talk and, uh, you know, some of my regular life stuff as well. But uh, I do, again, uh, appreciate everyone's support of the My123 Cents brand, and there are questions about the brand, and, and we'll get into those as well. I want to remind everyone, too, that coming up this Saturday, October 22nd, it is Fall for All. It is a Stride Pro Wrestling event going on at Community, Con Community Consolidated, easy for me to say, uh, Community Consolidated School uh, Unit 204. It is in Pinckneyville, Illinois. Jerry Travelstead, who is a longtime friend, uh, of Stride Pro Wrestling, a long time, uh, you know, he's been in and out of the ring with Stride for many years now, almost since the beginning. Uh, he's actually stepping back into the ring against Tony Flood uh, in a um, Three Falls of Fear match. So I can't wait to see what those two uh, have in store. These guys have beaten the crap out of each other for years now. Uh, and I'm actually working on some stuff this week on the Stride Facebook page, so be sure to check that out as well and see uh, what is going on with Stride Pro Wrestling. Uh, another show coming up in just a couple of weeks, just after that uh, show on the 22nd, we are back at it in Carterville on Saturday, November 5th, uh, and looking forward to that as well. We'll be announcing matches and, and all that good stuff here coming up in the very, very near future. But I do want to, um, again, thank everyone for their questions. And I've got them loaded up here. So I'm going to just go ahead and, and start answering these questions to the best of my ability. Denny Howell is our first uh, question asker. And since we're talking about Stride and, and the big show coming up on October 22nd, Denny says, on October 22nd, can we all stand over the casket when Cash Borden wins and say our piece to the fallen Heath Hatton, RIP? So to kind of put that into to better context, on October 22nd uh, at Fall for All in Pinckneyville, 
there is a casket match. It's the first time that Stride has done a casket match. We've done Buried Alive. We've done dog collar matches. We've had cage matches and tables, ladders, and chairs matches. Uh, but this is going to be the first time we've done a casket match. And uh, it's going to be Heath Hatton against Cash Borden, which uh, I'll go on record for saying. I've, I've kind of said it before, but I, I, I stand by this. This may be... This is, not maybe, this is the greatest rivalry in Stride Pro Wrestling. Uh, these two have been going at it pretty consistently since really the end of 2020. It all kind of started brewing and, and festering. But they've had matches prior to that, but it really hit a fever pitch, um, you know, in, in the late later half of, of 2020. And then, of course, coming to a full head at Strideversary on... Uh, March of, of 2021, where we saw Cash go away for over a year. Then he came back in May and has been, uh, you know, a thorn in Tyler or in Heath's side uh, ever since that return. And so uh, it's all kind of come to a head. And, you know, Cash says if he loses this match, he's going to leave Stride Pro Wrestling. So uh, as much as I don't want Cash to leave Stride Pro Wrestling, I also don't want to see Heath get thrown into a casket and, and closed. Uh, I can't wait to hear the reaction of the crowd for this match and, and, and really to talk to uh, both guys afterward. And I, I want to hear their perspectives, um, you know, because most of us have never been in a casket before. Uh, a friend of ours actually owns a casket and had it out at a Halloween party one year, and my wife got into it. I refused to get into it. I was not comfortable doing it. Um, but uh, it, it's going to be interesting to see how this all goes down. So, Denny, I know that you are pulling for cash, obviously. Um, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know what to tell you here. I, I cannot wait, though, to see the very first casket match in the history of Stride Pro Wrestling. It's going to be a great show, top to bottom, but uh, that casket match I am definitely looking forward to. Tyler Adams, longtime friend of the show and supporter of Stride Pro Wrestling as well, says, The Rock has said that he is head of the table as of recent. Do you think he ever comes back to face Roman, as has been rumored for a while? You know, there's been talk of, of a Rock-Roman Reigns match for quite some time, as Tyler kind of mentioned here in this, uh, in this question. Um, even as so far as to teasing it, hinting at it uh, on an episode of The Young Rock, which I think Chad and I talked in full detail about uh, back on a probably the last Movie Mania episode that we did uh, back, I believe it was in maybe May that we did that one. But anyway, um, will Rock come back and wrestle? Yeah, I do believe, I do believe we will get Rock and Roman. Um, there's been so much talk about it. I can't imagine it not happening. It's going to really depend. Uh, I, I think with WrestleMania being in Hollywood this upcoming year, um, it, it seems like it would be the perfect time to do it. The Rock looks amazing. You know, he's 50 years old. He's in the best shape of his life. Uh, I, I have no doubt that the two of them would put on uh, a main event quality style match. It would be a, a mega match for sure one of the biggest WrestleMania matches of all time. I don't necessarily think that it needs to be for any championships, which means then you have to get... It, this is just my opinion. 
you know, you have to get the belts off of Roman prior to WrestleMania. And I really, I, I, it's kind of, to me, it looks, it, it feels like a, um, it's like a double-edged sword. You know, we want to get to Roman and, and Rock, supposedly, allegedly, and, and it may not happen. Um, but then you also want that moment where Roman loses the championship or championships to feel big and be important. And who does he drop it to? You know, I, again, I do not want to see The Rock win any championships in, in 2023. You know, I, I, I just would not be in favor of that. If it happens, of course, I will still, I'll, I'll be there. I'll cheer uh, because I do like The Rock. The Rock is on my Mount Rushmore of, of favorites. So, um, don't get me wrong on that. I, I absolutely love the guy, but I feel like a Cody Rhodes or Karrion Cross, um, Matt Riddle, although I don't know that Riddle is ready. Um, I'm not sure that Karrion Cross is ready. Bray Wyatt, is he ready? I, who is it going to be to dethrone Roman Reigns? And I would, again, I would rather see that happen at WrestleMania. It would be a monumental moment and a, a, a definite feather in the cap. I feel like with WWE, you know, back in 2004, and I understand that they were kind of under some, you know, their backs were against the wall. Brock Lesnar had announced or was getting ready to announce that he was leaving the company. Um, that whole debacle that happened with Goldberg at, at WrestleMania 20. Um, I, I felt like Eddie Guerrero winning the championship at the pay-per-view in February prior to WrestleMania. I, I feel like I, I feel like it would have been a much grander, greater, feel-good WrestleMania moment if Eddie would have beaten Brock at WrestleMania and Chris Benoit beats Triple H and Shawn Michaels and you have that moment. That moment still can never be denied. It was a great moment when the two of them are standing in the ring with their respective championships. And obviously, the Eddie Guerrero-Kurt Angle match was amazing. But maybe, just maybe, you could have had Angle beat Brock Lesnar at the pay-per-view in February. And then Eddie gets that WrestleMania moment uh, by beating Kurt Angle then for the championship. I don't know. I'm, I'm rewriting history and, and another question down the road here in this episode uh, addresses that as well. But just kind of standing here talking about this and thinking about it, having Roman lose the championships anytime before WrestleMania, in my opinion, doesn't feel as important. WrestleMania is that, to me, it's still that big, special, grand event. And it's, you know... You want someone to have that WrestleMania moment. And to me, um, and I never thought I'd say this because I never thought he would leave AEW, but having Cody Rhodes, you know, and there are rumors abound that he wins the Royal Rumble and then goes on uh, to, to WrestleMania. And I, I don't know what plans were in place when Vince McMahon was still running things, when Cody came back into the company, what was promised or what was talked about, what was discussed. Um but, I, you know, I, Cody Rhodes has got to be on the short list of guys that could walk in and 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 be that uh, reputable, not reputable, but that, um, you know, realistic, I guess, contender for the heavyweight championship. 
and for the uh, or for the WWE and, and Universal Championships. You know, and that, that's not to discount Logan Paul. And I know, and and you know what? As I'm I'm talking this out and I'm answering other questions and I'm I'm getting ahead of myself. So I'm going to put Logan Paul on on the back burner for just a couple of minutes until I get to that question. But back to Tyler's question about. Uh, Will there be the match? <clears throat> I think there will be the match. I hope it's not for the championships. Um, and if it if it does, you know, end up happening, I maybe do it at the Royal Rumble instead of at WrestleMania. But then I don't know that they waste uh, a big match like that at the Royal Rumble. Not that that would be a waste per se. But I would rather see Roman lose the championships to someone at WrestleMania. And I don't want to wait a whole other year until WrestleMania 24. But Maybe we do. I. It'll be interesting to see. And and again, so many new things are popping up and happening in WWE. It's a, it's an exciting time, uh, to say the very least. Okay, our next question comes from Shannon Young, friend of the show. He is uh, the host over at the Podzilla 1985 Podcasting Network and a big part of Cape Championship Wrestling. And he asks. Do you think the bloom on the rose known as AEW is over with all the trouble recently and their overabundance of signings, or is it just growing pains? Um, this is a great question, and I, I'm kind of torn on AEW. I, you know, I want the company to succeed. I, I want there to be places for men and women to go and wrestle and be a part of the wrestling um, industry. And get paid well to do it and be on TV and be featured in prime spots and have action figures made of themselves and get other opportunities and grow and, and, and hone their crafts. Uh, and I think that AEW has done all that. It has checked all of those boxes. It has be, it become an alternative to WWE to an extent. Um, it's, some, it's done something that, you know, for 20 years, Impact Wrestling tried to do and at minimal success at best uh, ring of honor of course how it kind of came and has gone and is now maybe back under the tony khan umbrella um lucha underground uh you know there are countless other companies that are out there that are trying to succeed or or had tried their go at it um but you know aew really came out swinging with tony khan being that that billionaire who was was able to back this company and really make a ripple and make some noise and make an impact and i pardon the pun uh in the wrestling space um so i think on that end i think that that has been great i don't necessarily agree with or like all of the things that tony khan has done from a management perspective and i know that Vince McMahon is not without his faults, and Triple H is certainly not without his faults, or, or will not be as as time goes on. And I think eventually things will shift over again, and, and fans will be... You know, because I do feel like there has been a shift, at least on social media, uh, of, of fandom, if you will, and, and who fans are supporting and whatnot. But I also think that there has been, and, and I hope that all of these fights and, and things going on backstage is not some big work. Because to me, it's it's not doing anybody any good, uh, at least right now. And and again, that's the thing that I've always complained about with wrestling fans is that we don't wait for the story to play out. But I, I don't think that all of this has been a story. You know, whether it's the Andrade and um, Sammy Guevara situation, whether it's CM Punk and the uh, Young Bucks and, and Kenny Omega, 
and all the stuff that kind of went down uh, after that media scrum uh, a, a couple of months ago now, or a month and a half ago. You know, the bloom, I think, is coming off the rose in terms of the talent. I think the fans are still loving what they're seeing, but I think the talent maybe in some ways realizing that the grass isn't always greener on the other side. Uh, while WWE has always been criticized for the scripted promos and, you know, you can't do this or you can't do that or we have agents for these matches and it's going to be very meticulous and, and very thought out and, and well planned and everything is, is, is better planned, I guess, better scripted, if you will. And AEW kind of has that loosey, seemingly a loosey-goosey type of attitude where it's not as you know, strict and stringent and, you know, we're going to give you more freedom and whatnot. But I think there needs to be a balance. Take some of that strictness from WWE and some of that free will attitude from AEW. And then you have uh, probably a better working environment. And again, I've never been in a locker room for either one of these companies. Uh, so I don't know. I'm just speaking from the outside looking in as a fan and the things that you read and hear and see on social media. And again, that's not the greatest way to form an opinion, but that's all I've got to base this on. So I do think that there's too much talent on the AEW roster. I think that we get some folks uh, kind of thrown out there, showcased for a little bit, and then they go away. Um, so I, I, I don't necessarily... I, I think that, you know, Tony Khan really, or AEW management really needs to kind of take a step back and evaluate what they have right now and and i think that as fans or i'm sorry as as aew talent starts to get released uh, and we've seen it happen a couple of times already the fans are going to react negatively because i think in some folks minds you know wwe is this evil empire uh you know run by the billionaire and you know it's all about making money and, and it's the business and yada, 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 where AEW is like, hey, we're here to wrestle and have fun. And it's like that cool, you know, hey, kids, let's be cool and everybody hang out and blah, blah, blah. But then some of that business stuff does have to happen and it creeps into the scenario and it creeps into the situation. And when someone does get released, and I think there's going to be another shitstorm coming up here very soon when all the CM Punk stuff starts to settle... Uh, it's been pretty quiet, but I have a feeling things are going to fester up again. Um, and when that business side of things comes into play, these AEW fans have become so... I think there are wrestling fans, which I categorize myself as. I like AEW. I like WWE. I like WWE better, though. I'm not going to deny that. But I think there are fans that legitimately hate WWE and will take any opportunity to take a shot at them at, that they can. And I think there are fans that hate AEW and do the same exact thing. Uh, it's like politics. Both sides are arguing, but listen, it, it is at the end of the day a business. And I think that Tony Khan, when it comes time now to start making some really tough, hard decisions, I think some of the fans are going to, there's going to be more of that fan backlash. But I do think, Shannon, the bloom is off the rose from the talent's perspective. In some cases, not everyone. I do think there are a lot of folks that are there that are happy that they're there because some of them, you know, the older talent that's there or the more experienced talent that is there, you're working less dates than you are in WWE and you're getting paid probably the same or more or very close to what they were getting paid in WWE. So they're doing less work, getting the money still. They're still being featured. So 
in that regard, I think that that's a good thing for some of those guys because you know what? They deserve a break. But on the other hand, I think for the younger talent to get better at what they do, they need to have those repetitions in the ring. Uh, while I don't think that wrestling needs to travel and be on the road 360 or 300 days a year, um, like it was in the you know 70s and 80s and, and into the 90s and, and even parts of the 2000s, I, I do think, again, there's that balance that we need to find uh, what is right. But, uh, you know, talent's not going to get any better if they're only in the ring once or twice a week for Rampage and for uh, Dynamite or, or Dark um, and not getting those repeti repetitions in other than maybe doing some indie shows or, or whatever the case may be, where, again, you run that risk of injury or, you know, uh, and again, you can get injured walking across the street. So that may not be a fair argument, but I think that really AEW needs to slow their roll on the hirings unless we're going to get this Ring of Honor TV or streaming service or whatever's coming and you're going to have a place to put all these people. Because even the YouTube stuff, I mean, maybe folks are going and, and, and heading to YouTube and watching all these other shows that they're doing, but I just think there's so much talent right now that is, is kind of just sitting in that locker room that's, that's not being showcased and not getting in there and, and doing their thing. Greg Mahachko, the founder here of the Jittery Monkey Podcasting Network and co-host of the Nerd United podcast, as well as Greg and Chad's Power Half Hour, asks, what is the biggest fan overreaction that you can remember, be it wrestler or angle or hiring or firing? I think, and this is where I was kind of going earlier, a couple of, of cases here. Um, I, I can't really pin down one specific one. I think that obviously anything in the age of social media, though, has been an overreaction from fans or has generated, you know, obviously in the, in the eighties and nineties. And I, and I assume Greg means by overreaction, he's not talking about crowd reaction, but I think he's, I think he's asking like an overreaction from the fan base. Uh, and if that's not what you're asking, Greg, I apologize. But I think, you know, overreaction fans overreacted in my opinion, negatively to the, uh, the match I mentioned earlier, Logan Paul taking on Roman Reigns. You know, people complain and moan and, and, and bitch about, you know, Roman Reigns is always wrestling the same guy, Brock Lesnar, Brock Lesnar, Brock Lesnar, uh, you know, why, why, why? And, and now we're getting something new, a, a completely new competitor, and I get it. I mean, he's a celebrity, but I think that it's not like the Snooki WrestleMania appearance. You know, that was a one-off. She wasn't going to come back ever again. She's probably never been to a wrestling show. So I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm over-speculating here on, on my own regard. But, you know, and, and I'm not just picking on Snooki, but like Drew Carey getting in the Royal Rumble. I get the fan reaction. You know, if Drew Carey was the one getting the title shot against Roman Reigns, then ah, I could see you being pissed. But Logan Paul is a legit... In my opinion, he is legit, and he is getting in there, and he's going to give it his all. And I, I think fans overreacted to that, but I think what's going to happen, a big overreaction that's coming, that's still coming, it's still brewing, it's still simmering, is this whole CM Punk situation with AEW. Because whether, I know he's suspended right now, I know he's off the the wrestling, he's you know he's on the, the injured list anyway, uh, recently having surgery, supposedly, so... I, I get that he's not there right now, and he wouldn't have been there whether he was suspended or not because he is injured. Again, allegedly. 
But I think once a decision is made about his future, whether Tony Khan decides to fire CM Punk or whether Tony Khan decides to keep him on the roster and, and have him continue to wrestle, fans are going to react, overreact on either side. The AEW loyalists, the ones that all popped when he came in in Chicago uh, a year plus ago and sat there and, and ate the ice cream bars that he gave out and you know, flooded the pro wrestling tea store and, and bought his merch in record numbers. Uh, they're going to be pissed. And I think they'll turn on Tony Khan to an extent. And if, if nothing happens, if he gets rehired or, or, you know, continues his employment, then there's going to be that base. It's like, Oh, you know, it's a, it's a lost cause in that locker room and you know, yada, yada, yada. Now, do I think that punk should be fired? I don't know. I, the, for me, the jury is still out. I, I think that the way he handled that media scrum with Tony Khan, and the way he talked to and about Tony Khan and about the other executives within that company was disrespectful and uncalled for. Does it mean you get terminated? I don't know, because I don't know all the other things that have happened behind the scenes, the HR uh, incidents. But I can guarantee you, I can guarantee you that if WWE held media scrums like that, not one superstar would have ever, ever, ever talked to or about Vince McMahon like that sitting right beside him, nor would it have been allowed. And I don't believe that that would happen with Triple H either. I think that the level of respect is different, and that's not a knock on Tony Khan. He is still young at this. He is still new at this. He is still learning and growing and developing. He's 40 years old. He is 40. He just turned 40 years old. So I cut the guy some slack in that regard. Uh, but I do think that the, the, the fallout from the CM Punk incident is going to be the biggest overreaction. Because, you know, again, fans are going to, you know, social media and, and the fans will be, the flames will be fanned by either side. So it's, it's going to be interesting to see how that all plays out. Zach Sterick, a.k.a. Duke Randall, who will be in action also coming up on October 22nd in Pinckneyville, asks what my favorite stride event ever is. Uh, I've got two answers for this, and, and my first answer is going to be the one that uh, I didn't wrestle in, that I wasn't a part of, because I, you know what, I get this really nervous anticipation leading up to any time that I wrestle, uh, and again, I am a million percent grateful, and, 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 and I, I can't put it into words, what it means to me to have been able to get into the ring and wrestle and have matches and, and do this. And, you know, I, I tell Tyler this in person and I, I tell him this on this podcast without him, that wouldn't have ever happened. And so I, I am eternally grateful. And not only the fact that I've been in those matches, but that I have been the one that has won those matches and, and, you know, anyone that I've been in there with, who has put me over and has worked with me and, and, and accepted this green bean being in there, uh, I can't thank you all enough either. So, all that being said, my favorite overall event would be Stradiversary 2019. Um, this show was stacked and the fans were into it. They were excited. Um, it was just a great night. It was the third anniversary for Stride. You know, we started in 2016. By Strideiversary 2019, I really feel like we kind of hit our groove and we were really running on all cylinders. And, you know, having the Iron Man match, the main event, 
60-minute Ironman match. You know, we didn't fudge the clock at all. It was a legit 60-minute match between Heath Hatton and Tony Flood. Red Daniels, who had returned earlier in the night, cashes in that Stride Cup championship and beats Tyler for the championship right there in the middle of the ring, wins his first Stride Pro Wrestling Heavyweight title. The fans popped. Um, you know, it was that feel-good moment, you know. And I, I think originally Red was going to come back as a heel, and it, it just the fans didn't want him to be a heel. They cheered him, and it really, that moment, couple that, you know, that one moment alone would have would have been good enough. But we're going to also throw in that dog collar match between Cash Borden and Jay Spade. Those two just, it was the first time I had seen a dog collar match in person. It was the first time Stride had ever had a dog collar match. It was amazing. Those two did a, an outstanding job. And just, you know, that night there was just this buzz in the air, that energy that, that you, you know, I, I, I can't. When wrestling is good, it is just off the charts. It is so great. It is so exciting. And to be a part of it, to be in the crowd or, and to, to watch and, and, and see it firsthand, um, it just is so, so amazing and so much fun. And I, I can't really articulate it enough of, of how important and how much fun that is. When the fans are into it and are, are loving it and enjoying it, it's amazing. Now, from my my in-ring stuff, my perspective, and again, I, I've never had a good match. They've all sucked in terms of, of how it looks when I'm in there. Um, but to me, the most, probably the, the most sentimental and the most important, special to me, if you will, is the most recent one, the match against Tyler. Uh, when we wrestled in May, um, you know, we hadn't really talked a whole lot about it leading up to it. And, and in the past, you know, he's mapped things out and told me, you know, we'll do this, this, and this, or, you know, that was my first singles match since I had wrestled, um, I think since I had wrestled Roger Mathis, uh, back in 2018. So, you know, four years, uh, cause everything else had been tag team or, you know, the six man tags that we had done. So getting in there by myself again, um, I was nervous because there's no one else in there to, to carry you if you will, you know, I couldn't tag out and, and have someone else get in there and, and wrestle Tyler. So we had talked uh, the night of the show, uh, ring was set up, we got in there and he kind of said, okay, this is what we're gonna do, yada, yada, yada. The, the end of the, the bottom line was he was going to go over and then we were gonna have a return in September, uh, tag match, a mixed tag match, or not a mixed, but a tag team match in September where uh, I would get my, my comeuppance, my revenge, if you will. Um, not me not knowing though, and nobody else knowing in the building and, and Tyler and I've talked about this in great detail. Uh, it's in the archives, uh, on the podcast about that night. And, and that's when cash comes back and, and I didn't know he was coming back. It was a, a huge surprise. Um, and Tyler called it or, you know, told me in the ring, spear me and pin me. And I was like, I was confused. Um, or he just said, spin, uh, spin spear me and so i speared him and i went to pin him and if you watch there's a video clip you know the referee counts one two and on three i kind of lift myself up because tyler wasn't kicking out and i knew that he was supposed to kick out and and beat me uh so just the 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 sentimental value the specialness of that and i know tyler's going to make fun of me if he actually listens to this episode but 
uh, for saying that, but just the, uh, the way I felt that night afterward and, and it just, it meant a lot to me. And I, I know probably you're all wrestling fans, you get it. But if someone who's not a wrestling fan listens to this probably thinks that that is pretty cheesy, but those are two of the moments that really stand out to me. Stride always putting on a good show, a great show. Um, but those were exceptional nights, uh, in my opinion. Garrett Turner, a.k.a. Dexter Roswell, or Dexter, asks, In what ways do you plan on expanding the My123Cents brand? Great question, and, you know, there are some things, some projects, some ideas that are still kind of simmering that I'm working on. Um, I, I want to kind of launch, I, I'm trying it. Uh, I bought some items from the uh, major wrestling figure podcast on their whatnot. Uh, overpaid for some of them, so I'm trying to do some flipping and and i want to start flipping like action figures and you know vintage or older wrestling stuff some of the stuff from my collection some things that i have bought some things that have been given to me um that i have that you know accumulating space my wife is actually uh we she did most of it but uh she got an old china hutch from her aunt and has repurposed it and has turned it into a display case for my wrestling action figures. So uh, with all of that, my hope is, my goal is to, um, in the next week or two, have all of that set up and put together. I broke a panel of glass in it. Uh, one of the glass shelves I dropped, or it dropped out of the uh, shelving unit. So uh, you gotta kind of backtrack a little and, and fix all that. But my goal is to have all that on display very soon on uh, the my one two three cents social media channels, but I really um, am hoping to again start this flipping and doing things. And you know, a lot of the stuff that I want to do for the brand, I would love at some time. You know, obviously working with Stride, I, I am helping and developing the Stride brand as well. And so, trying to get more exposure and, and more eyeballs on Stride. You know, adding the YouTube channel two years ago during COVID. Uh, was a step in the right direction, or we added the YouTube channel a while ago, but doing weekly or monthly shows, adding those to YouTube has really helped uh, with the eyeballs. But, uh, you know, these independent toy makers now, there's so many action figure lines out there, Chella and Zombie Sailor and the major wrestling figure uh, podcast, they, you know, they have their own toy line now, as well as uh, this Powertown USA. I would love to see some stride figures made and, you know, keeping with the my one, two, three cents brand in there as well. You know, one of those figures be a Mondo, the, the my one, two, three cents monkey. So, um, or to sound, you know, a little egotistical, maybe me and my Mondo suit. Um, I would love to see, you know, the brand grow in that way. Um, and, and getting out there and, and getting more, mainstream because it's been 12 years and you know i'm not gonna lie it's been a struggle uh there are times that i get frustrated and i get aggravated and i wonder why am i doing this why am i do because i you know when you put your heart and your blood i haven't bled yet but your sweat and your tears into something like this it's a passion project for sure but you also want to see it pay off and you want to see other people enjoying it um and so I learned a long time ago to not focus on the people who aren't listening or aren't watching my videos and focus on those who are. And so again, if you are, and if you've stuck around for the last 40 minutes on this podcast, thank you. I appreciate it. 
and I appreciate everyone that has asked a question. We got a couple more, uh, and then we'll put a bow on this. But uh, Garrett, you know, again, just continuing to build and grow. Uh, the toy drive every year, the action figure drive, which I'm still working out some details on that. Um, also something that I'll, I'll drop a tease, a hint here, if you will. Uh, I realized a couple of days ago at work as I was walking, I looked at somebody's, uh, a sticker on somebody's car and it said January 23 on it. And that made me think, 1-23 is just a couple of months away and that is why I am now officially declaring January the month of my one, two, three cents, January, 2023, it's one twenty-three. I already do my one, two, three cents day on January 23rd, but the entire month, and I'm working on some fun stuff for the entire month of January, 2023. So stay tuned for that as well. Hunter Woodworth asks, if you could go back in time and change one thing in wrestling history, what would it be? Um... I thought, a lot, I thought a lot about this, and I've got two answers for you again. One is a wrestling-specific answer, and one is a wrestling, still wrestling-related, but not uh, storyline-driven answer. And that is, um, and, and there have been uh, countless tragedies in the world of professional wrestling. Um, some of them, I, some of those tragedies and, and things that have happened, I think have, have there has been a positive move forward on those events, whether it was Eddie Guerrero's passing or the Chris Benoit uh, murder-suicide of, of his wife, uh, Nancy, and, and young son, Daniel. We saw change as a result of those incidents. We saw um, more guidelines and, and, and a wellness policy developed in the wake of Eddie Guerrero's death. Uh, we've seen more done on CTE and concussions and head injuries and head trauma uh, and, and ways to make the men and women who are getting in that ring week in and week out safer uh, in the wake of the Benoit family situation. So, uh, not that I wanted those things to happen, and if, if we could have made those positive changes without the tragic ends of lives, that would be amazing. But the company was able to take those situations and, and, and make something out of them so the deaths were not in vain. And my, that's my opinion. Uh, but one death that happened in wrestling that I, I, I don't necessarily think that there could be much done about it, change-wise, is the death of Owen Hart. Um, you know, I, I'll never forget listening to the audio of, of that night and what happened and, and going online and, and chatting with other wrestling fans uh, about the tragedy. And, and, and had Owen Hart lived, um, you know, how his family situation and how his family's lives would be different. And, you know, we as fans obviously miss him. And, and AEW is doing some stuff now uh, to bring the spotlight back on him because, you know, Martha Hart and... and and the kids have, have kind of, right or wrong, blamed WWE for the death of Owen Hart, which I, by the way, do not, I, I think it's a tragic accident. I think that there were uh, factors involved that some more preventative or, or safety precautions that could have been taken. Um, but I don't blame anyone specific for that. Uh, but I, again, I wasn't the one that lost my father or lost my, my husband or spouse, so... 
I, I get where there'd be anger and resentment and bitterness uh, from the Hart family. Um, but I, I, you know, I speculated on, on a recent YouTube video. Give me a minute. It's a minute long. Go watch it on the My123Cents YouTube channel. Had Owen lived, and, and I do think we would have gotten that world championship run out of him. I think he'd still be involved in, in wrestling uh, in some capacity, whether it's just going to these conventions or being a coach or being a, a supporter of AEW or WWE. I don't, I don't know which. But I think that, uh, you know, that would be the one... One thing that overall that if I could change, you know, Owen Hart would have would have not fallen that night uh, back in May 1999. Um, wrestling angle-wise, though, Hunter, to answer your question, I would probably say, uh, you know, and obviously there was nothing WWE could really do about this situation when it happened, but when they bought WCW in 2001, I wish that all the contracts would have carried over and you could have had that big-ass, giant WCW versus WWE, WWF at the time, uh, mega card. You know, Hulk Hogan versus Stone Cold Steve Austin. And Scott Hall and Kevin Nash and Randy Savage, I wish he would have come back and, and been a part of this. Whether he stays WCW or, or goes WWE, um, you know, Bring in Rey Mysterio earlier. Bring in Ric Flair, Scott Steiner, Diamond Dallas Page. You know, booked him better. Booker T, who without a doubt was was probably the biggest success story to come out of the invasion and and the the purchase of WCW. But uh, I wouldn't have minimized or I wouldn't minimize his impact or or take that away. I would have still made him that rising star. But bringing in those other big names because many of them by that time. We're nearing the end of their careers, or, you know, they could have started winding down, but I would have had that big, giant kickoff. You know, that big, you know, you build up to something, have that big blow-off, and then you establish, start establishing these other stars. You know, Rey Mysterio was on the rise, and uh, Booker T, um, and Rob Van Dam, and a handful of these other guys, and I, I feel like it could have played out much better. And again, it was the whole deal with Time Warner and the contracts, and you know these guys were getting paid lots of money to stay at home um, and not be on the road. And we talked about that earlier, you know. And I, I can't say that I blame them or fault them. You know, they're 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 doing what is best for them. So, but I think I would have had a better version of the invasion and and a much bigger. Uh, make it feel a lot more special and there was a lot going on behind the scenes I think Austin was burning out and uh, you know a lot happening behind the scenes so I, I would have waved my wand and, and made it all kind of a perfect storm and a perfect scenario uh, that everybody gets some love and and we would have split and and kept maybe the WCW brand alive a bit um, and and found another channel for it to run uh, for programming, for WCW programming to run uh, under the WWE umbrella, of course, it's all the money's all going into the same pot, but uh, could have given it a little bit of variety. And, and bringing Eric Bischoff in uh, at that time and not waiting a, a year or whatever it was before he actually came into the company as well. Our next question comes from Brian Kelly, who is a longtime friend of the show. I met Brian years ago when I was doing. Uh, stuff with All-American Pro Wrestling, and he was with Midwest or Missouri Wrestling Revival, 
and was coming to shows and taking pictures of the guys and uh, we struck up a friendship and uh, keep in touch through social media. So Brian, I appreciate you weighing in and asking your question. If you could book one match for a WWE show with local stars that you've worked with in the past, what would it be? This was a hard question because I actually recorded one response and I've, I've changed my, my thought process um, after thinking about it and, and have decided uh, that it would be Heath Hatton, of course, my buddy Heath, uh, and Cash Borden. And I mentioned earlier the rivalry between these two. Imagine Cash Borden, you know, with, with that WWE element behind it. I could see him being a part of this new Wyatt family, if if that's where they're going with it. But kind of that mystique and that that darkness that Bray Wyatt has embraced in the past and just kind of the reveal that happened um, at Extreme Rules recently with Bray Wyatt and all those uh, real-life characters from the Firefly Funhouse that have come to life. And I don't know exactly where they're going with the Bray Wyatt character, but I'm saying all that to say I could see Cash Borden as a part of something with Bray Wyatt. You know, he's kind of got the faction right now, or doesn't kind of have it. He does have the faction of of the Forgotten in Stride Pro Wrestling, where he's kind of leading that charge and is that demonic leader type person. And taking Hatton and putting him back in that WWE environment and, and, and giving these guys a, a shot on the big stage, I think, would be great. And, uh, you know, uh, to me... Tyler, Heath, Hatton, even though I loved him working as a heel when when we worked against each other uh, earlier this year, I think that he, you know, fans like him. He's a, he's a good guy. He is someone that you would go to a wrestling show and cheer for. He's a white meat baby face for lack of a better word. And, you know, Cash with that kind of evil streak in him, uh, doing it on a on a big stage like WWE, you know, these two are going to steal the show, I think, at, at Fall for All with the casket match that I mentioned earlier. So I think putting that, though, uh, on a big stage and a, under a big spotlight would, would be amazing for both of those men who I have uh, tremendous amounts of respect for both of them. Our final question, and this one actually came in after I decided to re-record the answer to Brian's question, comes from Stephen Lucas, who uh, is very active and very involved in several wrestling projects around the state of Illinois. He's in the central part of the state, but uh, Stephen has come to some stride shows in the past, and we appreciate his support. Uh, he says, 20 years have elapsed since I started keeping up with local wrestling with the local wrestling scene and with that a time machine pulls wrestlers you know from the 2000s to the present day dream card between the local stars of the 2000s versus the local wrestlers you know in 2022 to get you started yes going straight to Mississippi Madman versus Peyton Ayers the late great Mississippi Madman uh, and Peyton Ayers who is of course the current Stride Pro Wrestling heavyweight champion. And I like that, but, uh, I did go back through and I looked, um, uh, and, and I did this one kind of quick. So if, if I left anyone off my list, uh, please don't be offended. I did not do it, uh, to be malicious or, or anything like that. Um, but I was putting together a, a show, uh, based on, uh, and, and I kind of struggled because I was like, do I pull guys? Cause there are some guys that are still wrestling in stride that wrestled in all American pro wrestling some 10 plus years ago. And that's where I drew my card from because I wasn't in 
to the wrestling scene in the early part of the 2000s. Uh, I moved here in 2004 and became introduced and acquainted with a lot of these guys in like 2005, 2006. And then even after that, it was, you know, uh, through all American pro wrestling. So that's where I'm drawing my talents from. And I'm going to do, um, Christian Rose and Matt Cage, they were a great tag team, I always thought. I put them in against another great tag team in Stride Pro Wrestling, the Wrestling Buddies. That is Jay Spade and Dalton Anthony. They are the longest reigning Stride Pro Wrestling Tag Team Champions, by the way. Another tag team match, I'm going to put the Mississippi Madman in with his usual partner, uh, Casey Jackson, they were the money-making jam boys. Uh, I'm going to put them in against the current reigning Stride Pro Wrestling Tag Team Champions of Axe Allwert and B-Rad. And this is where I kind of struggled because I, I wasn't sure to put Axe on the AAPW side or on the Stride side, but I, I decided to put him uh, since he is a current champion in Stride. And, you know, he and Madman and, and Casey, they all wrestled and mixed it up back in the day in AAPW. I'm also going to put Mike Masters, who is wrestling uh, sporadically again for Stride, but really, you know, former Stride, uh, I'm sorry, former, well, he is a former Stride Legacy Champion, but he's a former AAPW Heavyweight Champion. I'm putting him in there against a former Stride Pro Wrestling Heavyweight Champion in Roger Mathis. I think those two would put on a great show. Farmer Billy Hills, uh, a big fixture in AAPW and was part of the early days of Stride, putting him in there against Tony Flood who's making his return to stride uh, again coming up on October 22nd. The heavyweight champion, Peyton Ayers, in stride, I'm putting him in there against another big man in Bull Bronson. Shane Rich, I debated him as well, but I put him on the AAPW side, a former AAPW heavyweight champion, putting him in there against a former stride pro wrestling heavyweight champion. And these guys actually had a match not too very long ago that was great. Go check it out on the Stride YouTube channel. And that is Riser, a really impressive talent uh, coming through the Stride Training Academy. Another impressive talent, Dexter, former stride heavyweight champion, putting him in there against the golden boy, Greg Anthony. Cash Borden will face off against Poker Face and... Long-time heavyweight champions in their respective companies, but we never got this match because they were both babyfaces, and I think this match would have been a great one. It's Edmund, Live Wire McGuire against Heath Hatton. I think that those two, you know, they've they've had the history of being, you know, the good guys and, and the fans loving them. Um, but uh, I would have liked to have seen those two mix it up as well. Friends, again, I thank everybody for asking a question, for listening through this podcast, listening to me talk for almost an hour, uh, and answering the questions from those who do listen and support. I am grateful. I appreciate everyone. And uh, there are big things coming ahead still, working on some other ideas and projects. And, you know, Garrett asked about building the My123Cents brand. One way to do that is by purchasing a shirt from the Stride, I'm sorry, from the Stride Pro Wrestling or the My123Cents items that are there. It is prowrestlingtees.com slash my123cents. Also, Collar and Elbow brand is supporting My123Cents when you make a purchase and use promo code My123Cents as well as Thighhugger. So, Ways to support the brand as we continue to work and build and grow, and it just takes time, it takes patience, and it takes consistency. And I have been consistent for 413 weeks, plus that bonus episode, uh, of dropping a new episode of the My123Cents podcast. So to you, again, I am grateful. Rob Van Dam, if you happen to be listening, brother, 
would love to have you on episode 420 for obvious reasons. Friends, thanks so much for listening and have a great week. This is a production of the Jittery Monkey Podcast Network. For more jittery shenanigans, go to jitterymonkey.com. Jittery Monkey.